Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Who's Your Caddy, presented by Leighton Golf. Here's your hosts, the Chief, Liam, and Joey Lenz. Hello, friends, and welcome to Who's Your Caddy, presented by Blayton Golf. Please make sure to listen, subscribe, and download to the pod on Spotify or Apple. Leave us a five-star rating. It would be greatly appreciated. Uh, before we begin the podcast today, I just want to make a general notice to everyone that Lee Westwood will no longer be known as Uncle Lee. He has been excommunicated from the family. Uh, please only refer to him as Lee or Mr. Westwood. Thank you very much. All right, here we go. We're ready to roll today. I'm the chief joined in studio by my two co-hosts, Liam B. and Joey Legs, who can't control himself right now. Uh, behind the glass, Elo and the Piz on the mics. We're ready to roll today. Uh, what a Masters it was. Actually, wasn't too dramatic uh, outside of Hideki going in the water on 15 and then followed closely after that by Xander going in on 16. But uh, Hideki Matsuyama wins his first major after over 10 years gunning for the jacket. Uh Really happy to see him win, actually. Didn't really have too much in it. Uncle Lee pretty much decimated me by Thursday afternoon. Almost made the cut, though. It was about four feet short. He battled on Friday. He just didn't have it. Uh, but we were on Justin Rose and Siwoo and a couple other guys up there. But really, from Saturday afternoon onwards, uh, after putting in a Hogan-esque ball-striking performance, uh, Hideki just really took it away. And, you know, had a couple blunders. That first tee shot, as you might expect, on one was a little wayward. But, you know, that and the, the little situation on 15 when he went in the water he recovered really nicely and he did on 18 as well from the bunker so Hideki really grabbed it and I mean I'm really happy for the guy and it's just uh it's good to see for Japan you know him in the airport by himself carrying the jacket his caddy doing the whole bow just it was a really nice story to see and we're happy for Hideki I think for finally coming through right for sure I mean 29 years old he's been on tour for a while like he's kind of going full circle and you know I was really excited to see him win I was really upset to see Sanjay really blow up. Uh, it kind of killed my lineups. Same thing with Sergio not making the cut. Really kind of just blew up in my face there. But yeah, you can't go four for six oh in a God. Masters lineup. Terrible man. Attempt to win any money. Yeah, no shot. I was outside the cut by a mile. Yeah, I was, I was actually a little disappointed in this Masters. I feel like it didn't have the juice on Sunday that most Masters normally do. I don't know if it was the you know five stroke lead going into Sunday. But it just didn't have the juice that I feel like it normally does as you're coming down to the wire. You know, four, five, six guys up at that leaderboard, really close, really in contention. But I, I just didn't, didn't think it had it. I think if Xander doesn't botch that hole, I think that we could have seen a better ending to it. It would have put a lot of pressure on Hideki. I just expected bit. one of those guys at minus six, minus seven to really put up a nice score, like minus four, minus five, playing, you know, under the leaderboard and, you know, catch somebody who's at the leaderboard who went, you know, posted a plus one on the day. Yeah, I think if Kepa Ram was born one day earlier, I think we'd be talking about a different story come Sunday because you saw what Rombo did. I think he went six under uh, and just absolutely lit it up. Could have been even more. He missed a couple of short ones uh, on the back, but I think uh, I think he needs to be pretty much EFL next year, every fucking lineup for the Masters. Absolutely. Uh, and, but, you know, that wasn't the case. He'll be around. We'll see him at Torrey. I think he might be my early pick to win there at the U.S. Open. But, uh, yeah, it didn't have that element of you know down the wire race to the finish type of thing because there just were too many guys that played themselves out of it can't like plus nine so there was a lot of guys i mean sergio another guy paul casey guys that we thought were locks to be in contention just barely made the cut and i think that it goes to show that the course was playing much more difficult just by the seasons also and the guys that are 
on the board there. They didn't want to see another Dustin 20-something under. They wanted to back through yeah. original Masters, difficult scoring, winner around 10 under, 12 under, somewhere in that territory. Uh, and just really from Saturday afternoon on, it was the Hideki show. So, so good for him. It, it was fun uh, fun to see him win overall. Maybe not the most exciting Masters, but I'll tell you what, boys, we're going to be down the coastal dunes with the Colonel this weekend because oh, – yeah. This is going to be a shit show. It usually is, uh, especially if the wind picks up. We've been talking about that a lot on this East Coast swing in Florida, the wind picking up on these Bermuda tracks, making it super difficult to score. Uh, before we dive into the RBC Heritage, let's take a quick break, and we'll tell you about BlatantGolf.com. I want to tell you guys a little bit about our home site, Blatant Golf. We all love golf and can't get enough of it. And when you just need a little more golf in your day, visit BlatantGolf.com. BlatantGolf.com has something for every fan of the game. From the ones that watch every weekend to the one that only watches the final round at the Masters. No matter where you fall in that bunch, Bladen Golf has something for you. Find blogs from our experts about everything from news, tournament previews and recaps, betting tips, and much more. Shop our selection of Bladen Golf merch with gear from both on and off the links. This is also the home of this podcast you're listening to right now. If you love golf and just want more of it, head to BladenGolf.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bladen Golf. That's blatantgolf.com, your new home for all golf things. Okay, onwards and upwards the coast just a little bit to the RBC Royal Bank of Canada Heritage Tournament held annually at the Harbor Links, uh, excuse me, Harbor Town Golf Links. Uh, it's the famous course. You see the lighthouse in the background uh, with the red and white striping uh, over the coastal dunes. It's uh, very windy uh, per usual for these courses on the coast. Uh, you got your Bermuda Tiff Eagle Greens. So we've been seeing a lot of that on the Florida swing. Uh, it's a short course. You know, Webb was the winner last year. You see a lot of correlation to Sea Island, Georgia, which I mentioned before. Um, a lot of these Georgia Bulldogs are based out of there and played there in their college careers. Sedgefield Country Club is another correlated course. Uh, this one in particular at Harbor Town is one of Pete Dye's best-known courses. You know, we've talked a lot about him in the past. Uh, correlations, guys that play well on, uh, on those courses, Siwoo Kim. Uh, Patrick Cantlay is another Pete Dye guy, Jim Furyk, Webb, a lot of these short hitters off the tee that are very accurate, able to bring their irons into the pinpoint green, the locations, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be a true test of golf. Usually it's a weaker field because it's the week after the Masters, uh, but this week's actually pretty strong. DJ's there. He's an RBC sponsor now, so he pretty much has those obligations to be there, uh, and we could start with him at the top of the board on DraftKings at 11,600. Kind of a two-edged sword for him. I mean, yeah. he had to wait around two days. He missed the cut on the number of the Masters, so he could stay around and give Hideki the green jacket. But he's a South Carolina boy, so he feels comfortable here, but not the greatest history. I don't know if that's because it's a home game for him or because the course just doesn't fit. He usually has, like, one blow-up round here. It kind of takes him out of the tournament. But I don't know. Are we going to be playing DJ up top, or are we going to go go a little bit lower? I, why is it such a big swing? Like, he's 700 above the next guy, Cantlay. Uh, I think major disappointment last weekend. Uh, I don't know his current form coming into the his his iron game has been superb up until I guess the Masters weekend and you know I don't know I don't see him. Yeah, it's a home course for him, but I don't see him really at the top of the leaderboard in this field. Uh, it kind of just throws a wrench in my whole idealism of DJ what he does and what the field presents for this weekend. Yeah, I don't love DJ up here. You know, I think he's up there because he is the best golfer in the world still. You know, he could turn it on any time, and he can win a tournament by five, six strokes on any given weekend. But it is, you know, not his 
you know, Forte, of course, is where he's been, you know, balling out here over and over and over again. As Chief said before, like, he hasn't, he doesn't have a good track record here. So I'm not going to play him in a lot of lineups, but I'm not going to stay away from him because I don't think he's going to have an off week here. Yeah, I don't know. I probably light sprinklage for DJ, but again, at that price with some of the other guys we have, wait till we dip down to the seven, eight thousand range. We're gonna find some some nice special guys Absolute down there. Absolute gems down there. Yeah. I mean, so I, when you have yeah. you know two, three guys that you're confident down there, you could take the you know top two, top three guys on that top salary list. Yeah, I mean, just looking down, I, I love Cantlay as a bounce back play here. Pete died, of course, good history. Uh, I think he just got caught up in a bad wave uh, later in the day on on uh, Thursday at the Masters, and I just think he never really fought back and was able to get it going. So you saw a bunch of guys like that. He was far from the only one. Uh, so I think Cantlay at 10-9 is, is a really good bounce back spot for me, uh, as is Webb, who did make the cut, but uh, you know didn't really do anything on the weekend at Augusta and defending champion. Even last year, I'll give you the the top five real quick. Webb was the winner, the profit, the profit well, answer. Robbie, we got it. We got a Webb was course record minus. Yeah, 22. I was gonna say he yeah. had the minus twenty two as the course record. Yeah, Webb like. shot sixty five, sixty five, sixty eight, sixty four last year. So obviously, Webb is comfortable around here. Got a good track record. Ty Hatton, Berger, Sergio, Neiman, Kepka. So last year, I mean, the top ten was pretty loaded with guys too. Uh, JT and Bryson were T eight. Yeah, Fratelli, Palmer, Michael Thompson. We'll talk about a couple of those guys later on, but you can see at the top of the board, like there are there are guys here. Uh, I don't know that you're going to see a rando win. There were in the past, you know, Kadaira, fellow Japanese player, won a couple of years back in a surprise victory. Yeah, two hundred fifty to one. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, there's pretty solid top of the board. You got Morikawa, Cam Smith, and Berger, and Willie Z. What is, what are people going to do Dude, with Willie Z? Willie this week? Z. I think he's hungry. I think he's on it right now i think he played a really hard course last weekend and he looked great and i think that if you don't play him you're an idiot well call me stupid because i think i'm fading him this all week. right fair enough uh listen i usually do fade a guy like that in the spot maybe i will play him just because it doesn't work out all the time and sometimes you got to ride the heater you might be right about that but for me at a course like this I mean, you, you have to be just so pinpoint, and he has been. But I, for me, I think there's just a natural come down. There, there has to be. I mean, he's played so excellent at the Masters. He's probably getting congratulated by everybody. Freaking Adam Sandler was tweeting him. You know, I, I think it's just a natural letdown spot. I don't think he, like, misses the cut. I think he'll probably make the cut. Maybe he'll have a good round. I, I see him more of as, like, a T20 play. Uh, of course he could win. I mean, but just I, I think at some point it has to cool down a little bit. Uh, and again, this course for someone that doesn't have a lot of experience here, yes, he's a Wake Forest guy, so he's familiar with the area, but, um, I'm looking at more guys that have played here a bunch. Uh, this course is right in front of you. You have to hit it, sir. You can't really be too creative here. There's certain pl- uh, places you have to know where to miss ton of dog legs, a lot of, um, fescue and swampland on the course. So, I mean, he could hit one bad shot and put himself out of, out of the tournament, uh, so but he for, also didn't really know anything about Augusta, and he kind of just – not that he dominated, but he He played. sort of wakes up dangerous on the weekends, I feel. Yeah. You know, yeah. He like, doesn't have a lot of stress to him. He sort of knows that he's playing with you know with nothing to lose mentality. You know, he's just going out, playing, having fun. He did have some experience at Augusta from his amateur days when yeah. he was on the Walker Cup, and they had played there, again, at Wake Forest. Uh, so he does have experience in the area, but, again, I just – for me, Ty Hatton uh, showed me something last week at the Masters. He had sucked in pretty much every major leading up to that, and I think he knew that in the back of his head and just battled, especially on Sunday, uh, to get under par for the tournament. He was third here last year. 
Um, don't think he's going to be too highly owned, especially with Willie Z right next to him. I think a lot of the I'm just happy you didn't catch Webb Simpson. I had a little matchup play between those two, and I saw Hatton coming out fast. Yeah, yeah. He posted a pretty good score. Simpson had, you know, three holes to play to get under one, and he did it. So that worked out. Yeah, I don't know. There's, uh, I mean, yeah, Morikawa, I'm sure it'll be very accurate. I think he was like 64th year last year on his first try. So, you know, give him a year to prepare. So he was actually scoping out Kiwa for the PGA. He had to do some uh, press appearances there. Again, right down the road. So we'll see. He'll be defending his title away. next month. Yeah, that's interesting. And then, you know, Cam Smith. Uh, what do we think about Cam? Cam Smith and Berger are the other two guys I want to talk about up here. I like Berger. Berger's my favorite guy in this I area. I like Berger you know, a lot He's a good week. coastal track player, and he plays well on Pete Dye courses. He has a good track record there. So that's who I'm going to play in that $10,000 range on DraftKings. Me too. I think Danny B and, you know, I'm going to probably play Myra Carroll in a couple of lineups just because – I like Colin. I like his game, and I think he's super accurate. So this is gonna it's gonna come into play this weekend. Yep. Yeah, I wasn't Berger. very happy with Berger's play at the Masters. No, that no. was disappointing to me. Yeah, yeah, I was disappointing. But again, a lot of guys that were informed did not play well for whatever reason at Augusta. So I mean, you're looking at last year's third round here: Hatton and Berger both shot 63s. Uh, so that's pretty impressive. I would say that yeah. I think both of them like this place. Uh, they have experience, Berger in this part of the world, and Hatton is experienced playing Lynx golf back in Europe. So I think they're both very solid plays up there. Uh, so I think we're kind of in consensus. Maybe uh, light on Deej and kind of sprinkle these other guys in the tens a little bit uh, sure. as we make our way down the board. Let's see. Who else pops out to us here in the 8, 9K range? I mean, Sungjae will be contrarian. I'll tell you that much. <sighs> I'm gonna be on Sungjae. I'm I'm really gonna be playing like the good iron hitters this week. That's yeah. dude. That's I was on Sungjae last weekend. He just like he exploded. Like, Fuck I, I don't you. Know what like, the hell happened to him? Yeah. I mean, it made, it made tons of sense. We saw what he did, but I, I think it's really a lot about that November Masters were so unique that you had these great iron players, high apex, can land the ball on the green and won't roll off. That was not the case last week. I mean, that balls were flying off the green. So maybe some of the guys that weren't experienced in those type of firm, fast conditions wouldn't be as successful. And we look to it again this week. I don't know. I heard it could be playing pretty similar. Uh, I, but I do like Sungjae's game here. I think it does fit uh, elite iron player when going. One at the Honda Classic, another short Bermuda track. So, I mean, again, if you're going to get him at 9,000 in this field at like 7% ownership, I mean, I think Sungjae is a really nice pivot off some of these higher owned guys up top. I like right underneath him, the profit. I mean, the profit. Yeah. Last yeah. year, minus twenty one T two, or no, he was solo two. I don't know. Yeah, solo two. Solo last two, year. and he had his second high, uh, lowest score there. Um, I mean, he looks pretty good. He had a decent showing last weekend, and you know, how about that two stroke penalty in the bunker last weekend? Yeah, what the was fuck bullshit. was that? I mean, it was bullshit. I get the rule. I, I hate the fact that you have people that can replay this and call in like part of golf is being honest and there was no level of dishonesty from him i mean it, it, you could not tell barely that he hit the ball he did not know, at all he wasn't trying to be pull a sun kang and, and cheat or anything like that <laughs> uh that was just not right and they need they need to do something about this because it's really like corrupting the integrity of the game yeah I mean, we see it in other sports it on yourself like, and you don't see yeah. it you shouldn't be called I absolutely mean, that, that's it so i don't know Maybe that maybe that inspires answer. I mean, he's been playing great golf. Obviously, he likes the place here. Pete Dye specialist kind of kind of adds up for him. I mean, it's like it was second solo last year, so obviously he's going to be right there. No, oh, yeah, going back to the irons. You know, his last eight events, he's gained strokes with his irons. So, and T twenty six in his last four or better. I like answer coming in. He's, he's at least so a T ten, a T twenty guy. Like you got to put him in your line. He's making like, the cut. Yeah, he's going mean, to make the cut regardless. Yeah, I mean. 
There's actually, I'm looking really, there's a lot of guys that fit this course in pretty good form that are elite iron players. Corey Connors, Uncle Paul Casey, and Matthew Fitzpatrick. Three more right there in the 9,000s that I think all merit playing. I, I mean, yeah, Paul Casey was a little bit off last week. Fitzy talked about how he hit the ball great, just couldn't nail a putt. Uh, but he fits this course really well. Got links player, specialist, short course, pinpoint accuracy, great putter on Bermuda. Uh, so, I mean, you can mix and match however you please up top. I think there's a lot of guys that fit Tommy Fleetwood Mac right there. Another. I might play all four of those guys. Yeah. Literally. I think One I'm going to play them all. Answer, Berger, Casey, Fitzpatrick. Maybe I'm just a sicko, but I like doing that, putting three or four guys in a row because I feel like people that are just in the general public try to They're space out one. their yeah, plays yeah. from each yeah, tier. 100%. You put three or four guys in a row all in that mid-8,000, 9,000 range. Could work out really nicely for you. Um, and then we get to the Harmonator. The Another Harmonator, one. I mean, dude. like, are you serious right now with some of these guys? 8,700. Again, I, I'm not going to lie. I had no clue Harmon was five foot four. I mean, oh, I, he's yeah. not, but like the way he he's is the guy. tiniest guy I've ever seen. The way the Masters portrayed him was crazy. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, like they only used high sky cameras when they were tracking yeah. Harmon. <laughs> and the elevation changes too. Yeah. And the turf. But it was uh, brutal. Talking about Georgia Bulldog, I mean, I was reading the correlations with this guy are ridiculous. Here is Sedgefield, Sea Island, Georgia, right down the road. Again, RSM mentioned it before. Short Bermuda track, die. Again, again, these, you see these patterns keep coming up on these courses, and the same guys keep T10ing and T20ing. So I I think Harmon, with his form mixed with his background in this area, uh, I think he's going to be an elite play. It's at 8,700. Uh, again, we just keep going one after the next. Sergio, Lowry, Harris English, they all fit this narrative have played well here Sergio was fifth last year guys that excel on Bermuda tracks with wind links conditions on the east coast I mean just really pick them out of that they're all pretty in pretty good form mix them up and see what shakes out I, I mean Sergio really this, makes a yeah. lot of sense I mean this is going to be a weekend of a, like a million lineups for me <laughs> yeah. I, you know like, I, I, there's so many different combinations and so many guys that are in the same tier of uh, pricing that, that you got to play a ton yeah, really well, once we start getting a little bit lower, I mean, I just got to say this now. Four of the last five winners at this course have been a first-time winner on the PGA Tour. So that's something we got to really consider set, when we're getting yeah. down to these sickos. 100%. Yeah, I mean, we'll skip over Mr. Westwood for now. Uh, hmm. uh, Billy Ho. What, you know All right, what? so Billy saw, Ho. Oh, boy. Let, let's let's talk about this video of Billy Ho and how <laughs> much of a psycho shit. he is. He's what the hell maniac. was that? I mean, I love Billy Ho. Looks like Christian Bale, in my opinion. Uh, sharp dresser, uh, complete maniac though on the course. He looks. He just looks evil. He went psycho gator. Yeah, yeah. slamming the club. Like <laughs> he took three different clubs out of his bag yeah. and just better, slammed better than them and ran away. Him. Better than snapping him. Yeah, like I guess. Yeah, I, I guess, guess that's a good point. Uh, well, see, he didn't even snap it. He just bent it. He bent it. He still made yeah. par. With the I fucking know. Three I know, I know. And then Billy yeah. Holt took a slide when he took his shoes off. You know, oh, like yeah, four, so four funny. Four later. Yeah, Billy Ho. Yeah. I think the match play may have sent him a little bonkers after that, <laughs> playing that much. But uh, right below him, Kevin Nah. I wonder if did they release the pairings yet? I would. I was curious to see if they were going to put him with DJ. Oh, that would be so funny. I don't. I don't think the tee times are out yet as of this morning. Yeah. Uh, I checked yesterday. They, they weren't out yeah, yesterday. Not yet. But uh, I'll tell you what, Kevin Nah, pretty good history here. Uh, nah, Kucher, Kim, Henley. I, I mean, I don't. know. I feel like I can't remember a tournament when this many guys in form. Pete Dye. East Coast, Bermuda, wind. All these factors are all playing together, and all these guys excel in them. Like, this field 
is made for a, an insane showdown when it comes to the weekend. Yeah, Ru- Russ Henley's got you know some insanely scorching hot irons right now. Okay, oh so God. this is this is who I'm hot on. I think I'm gonna lay the hammer on him. Uh, hold on. Yeah, get toss me that shit. Well, we're talking about bringing the mallet, but we didn't want to break the conference table. But ho- hopefully, so, this rubber one does us some good this week. He resides in Kiowa. Like he's right down the road. He knows the land. He knows the Pete Dye courses. His irons are hot. Russell Henley. I'm gonna lay the hammer down at 7,900. There's no reason not to put him in a lineup. Hammer, hammer that shit. Yeah, he leads the tour in par four scoring, and yeah. you know he's eighth in green in regulations. Dude, so. he's T7 in proximity to the hole and fifth in scrambling. Like you can't not play him at Only, this course. It makes me a little nervous that he doesn't have a great history here. Um, but I still like him at this price. And I think his, he, he should his be 2013 debut, debut here, he was T6. That's like his best finish. Yeah. Which, I mean, so be it, whatever. We're I'm going on regression to the knee. He's a guy that honestly usually disappoints, but he's still he's lingering on cousin status in the family tree. So I'll be pulling for, for Russell this week. I think yeah. we should play him. Him and Siwoo both at 7,900. Like, yep. you know, I fucking love Siwoo. You can't not play him. Come Dude. on. Cooch, Henley, Siwoo, Chuck Hoffman, all elite. Bermuda women guys. Uh, I would just mix them up, two here, two there, sprinkle it around, call it a day. I mean, and then look at this. I mean, it doesn't stop. Bobby Mack, elite links win player from Europe, had a great first Masters. We actually we did tip that. He was playing with Sandy Lyle uh, in the practice round and Patrick yep. Reed. Uh, right underneath him, Aiken's own South Carolina boy, Mr. Kevin Kisner, 7,700. He'll be one of my top players this week. I didn't really mention him in the Monday misprice column just because I, I do think the price is pretty pretty accurate based on his not great recent form. Yeah. Uh, but I went back and watched the interview after his second round at uh, Augusta, and he just said it's the best he's hit the ball in years. Uh, and just he's always also talked about how Augusta doesn't fit him. It's too long. It, it doesn't work for his game. He had a couple miss hits that gate led to some doubles and triples. Yeah. That's Like, he was hitting the ball well. He was scoring some eagles. He was scoring yeah. birdies. He's... He's a good player this week. He's an elite Bermuda putter, uh, you know, seventh and eleventh here. He actually lost in a playoff here in 2015. Uh, local guy. He's a guy too that's all about that Southern pride and wants to play great in these events. Just talks about it openly on Twitter and other stuff. So I, I do expect Kisner to, uh, to be lurking around. In fact, give me the damn hammer. What the hell are we doing here? Get Home Depot on the horn. I need it. What am I doing? I can't let legs <laughs> out hammer on, me today. Are you kidding me? Kisner, hammer him. 7,700. What are we thinking about? Don't need to overthink this one, folks. Yeah. Let's not make it too complicated here. Elite Bermuda putter, short course, local guy. 7,700. He fits. He checks all the boxes. There's no reason not to hammer put him in Kisner. You won't regret it. Now, right under him, Liam. Tell me about the hammer the best, too. Should I get the hammer back? Yeah, I mean, T28 last year. Get the hammer back because I'm going. I'm like, Let's go, baby. <laughs> back to back weeks Get on Bob the bed. We're the putting him down. I love him here. You know, the Bermuda with the POA all day, all day him putting. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell I love you him. what. I, and he's I won love... twice on the Euro Tour since that T28 last year. You know, I've loved Bez for a while. He's a cousin. I mean, he's got to win in, in the state soon. 20th on first attempt. Uh, he's a top five scrambler on tour. So if he hits it in the shit, you know, he, he might be taking a, a rake to get it out of the fescue, but he'll get it on the green. I mean, he'll get it on the green. And the, he's just o- overseeded, overseeded Bermuda. Yeah. He loves it. Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, I mean, just every guy in this range to me, the eight, the eight to seven range has so much upside. Poulter, elite track record here. Brandon Grace, one here. <laughs> one recently this year at Puerto Rico. Uh, Matt Wallace, top five uh, ball striker right now on tour, Euro guy. Munoz, one at Sanderson Farms, 
I like Mudras right now. I do. I think he's in pretty decent form. Like, like I mean, no, like he what, really is What's not to like with Munoz? Yeah, you're right, you're I right. mean, what's not to like with Chris Kirk? One of my Monday misprices, seventy five hundred. Uh, again, local Georgia Bermuda short track. Pete Dye success here in the past. Uh, pretty good decent uh, form. Even going back to the Sony this year, I think he's had like five or six top twenties dating back his last nine events. I mean, Chris Kirk seventy five hundred. Uh. Right, I'm not gonna it. do you another hammer, yeah, but I mean, I'm just I'm looking talk around about for a it. fucking misprice and a half. It's like mean, playing Kirk, Kirk and Murray in fantasy God. football on DraftKings. Nah, hammer. stop. The, the Kirk Murray always stack. underpriced. Hammer. Always underpriced. You could do the Kids Kirk Bermuda stack, the the Georgia Bulldog Bermuda stack. You Whoa. could do a little if you if you put those two in the same. I mean, just put them in every lineup. Uh, Kirk and Kisner. I mean, they're they're likely both gonna make the cut. No, oh, they're for sure both going to make the cut, and we'll see. Like one of them might make a fat run towards the top of the leaderboard. Chuck Hoffman. I mean, if it wasn't for I, Spieth going blackout, he I like Valero. Hoffman this weekend. Yeah, elite. I mean, win it wasn't player. for Hoffman having a brutal day one, he might have won Valero. Dude, Hoffman's yeah. last four: second, twenty third, ninth, twenty fourth. I mean, Chucky is playing, hitting the ball really well. Looking at these approach numbers, it's called Danish iron play. Mixed bag here. He does have a fourteenth, the twenty third, kind of up and down. That's the thing with this course, though. A lot of these guys have a mixed bag here. You know, there's so much danger on this course, and if you just get you catch the wrong wave on the tee times for the win, you're done. So I, I wouldn't totally rule that out. I definitely prefer form and guys with overall ties to this area, ties to Sea Island, ties to Sedgefield, uh, the Carolina correlation courses. I would look at big time even more over this course's history because, again, it's just one or two bad rounds. It'll show a bad number. Um, then actually there's a bit of a break here where I don't like a lot of these guys in the lower seven tier. Um, Aaron Wise could be considered as could the Streel Doggy just for their, uh, again, Pete Dye coastal guys you're looking for on Bermuda, but some, I'm not really, nothing much is piquing my interest. Michael Thompson's going to be popular this week. Yeah. What about ZJ? Yeah, it just doesn't do it for me anymore. He's uh, <laughs> he was with old man Cooch in the retirement home section, but Cooch had a, has had a resurgence from yeah. the match play. He's back, so yeah. I, I'd be on Cooch. But you know, I love ZJ personally. I think he's a great guy, nice Iowa boy. But uh, nah, doesn't do it yeah, for I me. Had here. I, don't, I don't know. I don't, know I mean, I don't think. Nah, I'll play. I mean, it makes yeah, sense. I don't, I don't think I'll play ZJ for the next year. Wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. After John Deere. I mean, I yeah. thought he was gonna have a pretty good run at the Masters, at least making the cut and possibly T twenty. Absolutely blew up day one. Wedge between Zeej and Michael Thompson, Romeo's favorite, Dylan Fratelli. Uh, just got to mention, usually hate this guy's guts with the glasses <laughs> and everything, but uh, shot the course record here on Sunday last year, 62. So you may want to keep that in mind uh, for Mr. Fratelli. Uh, Talk about ice in the veins on a Sunday. 60, 60 fucking two? 60 Jesus. Two on it's probably Sunday. coming from last place. Dude. Yeah, no, yeah, but still, uh, like, let's, let's see. He, he wanted up some money. Nine, I think. Uh, let's see, Fratelli, where is he? Yeah, T eight. I mean, nah, he shot, he shot sixty five, sixty nine, seventy one, sixty two. So, I mean, I guess the wind was down a little bit last year because there's some obscene scores on here. Jocko shot sixty three. I like looking at uh, through golf stats. Good, good uh, resource. You can see the round by round breakdowns. Johnny V shot 63, Poultra 64 last year. There are some low numbers out on this course. It's not. It's a very short course. If you're just pinpointing every fairway and green and, and your putter gets hot, there's opportunities to go low here. Uh, when do we got – we keep bringing up Poulter, but I just got to know, when do we got these Ryder Cup selections? Because I know a lot of guys are still dogging for it. Yeah, I don't know how many more events there are. I think it's a little bit different how the Euros pick it against the U.S. Uh, but I got to think that the points are valid, like – 
through the summer. I don't think they would just cut it off at least till the majors are done. And that takes you to like what the end of June. Yeah. So we got yeah, like April, right May, Fourth of July. No, they're not nine, ten events. June is the U.S. Open, and then July is the Open Championship for the first time in two years. Uh, over across the Atlantic. So yeah, I guess maybe at the end of the Open Championship, that maybe that's it. The end of July gives them a month yeah. or so to to calibrate. But we'll have to look into that. We'll do a Ryder Cup preview. Uh, we might actually be there on the ground. We'll see about that as it gets closer. Uh, but until then, uh, JT Poston, 7,100. I want to talk about him very quickly. Uh, went bogey free, 72 holes when he won the Wyndham correlated course at Sedgefield. Uh, so I like the postman. He kind of screwed me pretty hard a few weeks ago. Uh, had to let him off the family tree for a couple weeks, but I, I think I'm ready to adopt him back in at this You're point. You're having a tough family uh, scenario going on right Listen, now. You, you I got to go see Dr. Phil because <laughs> my family's fucked up right now. And my golf family, real family, shout out. love you guys. Uh, no problem with that. But <laughs> the golf family is, is, I mean. Listen, you got rid of Lee this week. Now you bring JT back into it. The postman, JTP, just yeah. like go by the initials. But no, I think he needs to be played, as does another three initials special right under him, CT Pan. Winner here, back in the back a few years back. I know, I, dangerous, I know. dangerous, only for the sickest of us. I mean, I, I wouldn't recommend it for the lighthearted. But he's I, definitely not going to be highly owned. Uh, I don't see him in a lot of lineups this weekend. But I don't know. You you are right with the course history, and I just uh, his recent form. I'm, like, I'm cracking up shit. laughing at. But <laughs> no, but he has two sevenths in there. Uh, I mean, he and he actually finished seventh at the Masters. So the lucky seventh for CT Pan back in November. Uh, but besides that, atrocious over the last five. Besides those two sevens, <laughs> so bad. So where where are you getting that playing him this week? Uh, I mean, I'm gonna <laughs> throw play him, him in the river. I'm gonna play him a little bit. I mean, <laughs> he he also had a 23rd and a four, so like he's had pretty good success at this course. I mean, he's made the cut the last four times here, including a win. So I all right, all right. If we're gonna go off course history and his time here, like all right, yeah, play him, but. You will not see him anywhere near my lineups this weekend. Mr. Chief, form over history guy. And he, uh, he yeah. comes in with the history. The history this week. But, I mean, he does have two sevens in his last five. So, like, his form is erratic. So does but legs, it's not uh, terrible. his last nine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, boy. Here we go. Now, anyone else you guys want to mention before I give you the Matthew Neesmith hammer? I mean, I got some want. absolute sickos down here. Oh, wait. Whoa, Denny, bro. What, what do we Denny, feel? What do we feel know, about I, Denny? I thought about Denny. I thought about him. I... I don't know. He might he might be an, an ED, an emergency deposit Wednesday night to get Denny in the lineup, but uh, just a little too erratic for me off the tee. Yeah. Uh, one of the top five putters on planet Earth, but I don't know. It's going to come into play this weekend, though. The putter is going to be huge. I'd rather play Sneds, honestly. Looking at this, I'd rather play Sneds. If we're talking about lead putters, Mac Hughes, even 7,000, great putter. Loves short courses. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, again, HV3 even. But playing a little bit better, uh, what, you know, Carolina boy. I don't know, man. These these names are all hit or miss for me. I'm not really loving anyone up till Neesmith and Sneds and Gim, a Gim, but I don't know. G- the Gim-, Gim Reaper is back. He does turn 25 years old on Friday. He's at 6,900 as well. Mm, something to know. Okay, yeah, I like that. I see a little birthday celebration this weekend. If we're talking about birthday celebrations, I should mention that Lee Westwood's son turned 20 and they celebrated this past weekend. But uh, that's besides the point. He had plenty of time to celebrate since he wasn't playing the Masters on the weekend. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Let me let me give you the rundown quick on Neesmith. All right, if you don't know, he proposed to his future wife on the 18th hole at this course. Yeah, bring it over. Uh, 
guy who is an elite ball striking talent. I was listening to his dad with an interview and just said, when when my kid plays on this course, the way he's striking the ball, he's not going to get beaten. And if you remember, he actually was top five in approach and gained off the tee in the West Coast swing. He's not even a West Coast guy. He literally grew up down the block from this place. He calls it his home course. Obviously, that's sentimental value to him. 6,900. 69, very nice. Matthew Neesmith nice. is getting the second hammer today. I don't today. think we've went wrong with one 6,900 guy. No, yet, not at all. By the way. Never. Yeah. Never, never, never. Yeah, yeah we're, we're vibing with that. Matthew <laughs> Neesmith. Um, yeah, just play him. I, I would say very likely to at least make the cut, lurking to T20 range. If he catches a hot putter, watch the fuck out because he could take this thing down. I'll go, I'll go as far as saying that for him. Uh, love Matthew Neesmith, South Carolina's finest this week. Liam's chomping at the bit over here. What the hell are you about to say? I mean, I have so much going on in the bottom of this board. We're about to get spicy, you know, folks. Stand by. Strap you know, in. K.H. Lee, William McGritt, and Chase Seifert. Okay. I did see some by. shit about Chase. What, what, what's good with him? So fucking Vinny Chase Seifert. Yeah, he's Man, He played pretty good at TPC San Antonio on you know very similar putting surface. You know, decent iron player. Uh, you know, good showings at Puerto Rico and Corrales. Yeah. So, you know, I think a good play down at the bottom of this board. But Windy, someone I you get back into. No, go. I love to see for I mean, God. No, else? William McGritt. 750 <laughs> to 1. William McGirt? You know, McGirt, whatever. McGirt. McGirt. I won the fucking McGirt. Memorial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. Solid uh, track record. Yeah, solid track record. You know, a T3 in 2017, two top nines in the last few years, and a resident of Spartanburg, South Carolina. Right in his hometown. You won't. You won't. I'm not hammering yeah. McGirt. No, McGirt, <laughs> talk about the cucumber salad mishap. I know. Nah, McGirt's about uh, ten years past his prime. But um, uh, so another guy that is, but has had another Kucherass resurgence is Sneds. I mean, Sneds has to get played. He almost freaking won Valero two weeks ago out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. Also an RBC uh, sponsored guy. You'll see them wearing the tartan jackets. Uh, they give that to the winner, but. You know, sometimes I worry about that with the sponsor obligations. I always think back to Ricky at the Farmers having to do all the different additional press coverage before the tournament. But just a guy that's really comfortable at this course. Again, third at Valero recently. Uh, elite putter, especially short. P. Die again, over and over again. Uh, I think Sneds is a really nice play at 6,800. I think uh, another else? guy you got to sprinkle in. I, you, you took it right uh, out of the Tell me about Doc. Man. Tell, listen, tell listen, the viewers man. that aren't familiar with the doctor. He, he was T20 uh, – no, he was solo 21 last year here. He he didn't place two years ago, and then he had a 50. Uh, so, you know – Yeah, don't forget. Where did he go to school? Clemson, right yeah, down the road. Yeah, so he's right down the road. He's familiar with the area. I mean, he definitely knows how to play in the wind. Won the U.S. Amateur. Yeah, exactly. Guy's so, got game. I, I think if he's rocking the fat stash this weekend, <laughs> the dock is going to be hot. And Dude, bothered. He looks bro. like a straight up serial killer from like North Dakota <laughs> in his DraftKings picture. He's got like a half a buzz on the side. He's just like, ah, his eyes are a little yeah, crazy. Yeah, he looks like he's going to come with an axe straight through the door, man. I'll tell you what, if he shot a 63, I wouldn't be shocked though. Some of these these Carolina boys on these familiar courses, they just, they could go off at any point. I mean, they're, they're so familiar with the territory. Uh, I like him a lot. I like him a lot in that area. I mean, I usually, I've had, he was, I mean, talk about it, put up for adoption. I mean, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't think there was any chance we would let Doc back in the house, but here, here's maybe this, this, this weekend. Is where maybe we stand, boys. We need something yeah. to turn around. We've been too close for too long, and uh, I'll, give I'll, it. I'll put money down that he at least makes the cut. Yeah, I mean, no need to even. I agree with you. I mean, there's. I think he's making the cut. Uh, I think. I don't know. I think T20 might be his upside. 
but we'll take it at that price. I mean, we'll, yeah. anything under seven, if you T20, I think it's pretty good. I'll just take six guys making the cut. Give me the six last place guys. I'll take them. But yeah, seriously. Here's a guy. Uh, I was actually, again, shout out. Probably the best statistical breakdown, uh, Steve Bamford. like him a lot, British handicapper. Uh, just looking at the recent numbers of Brandon Hagee, this guy is out of his mind hitting the ball right now. Uh, lurked at the Honda Classic. Also was uh, lurking around Valero. 26. I mean, he usually tails off on the weekend, but just a really good win player. Uh, hold on. One of these numbers is really popping here. Yeah, TD Green. One of the top guys in the field, TD Green lately. Uh, Brandon Hagee. Maybe throw a flyer in on him. Have a little Pepto after just in case. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's he's an interesting name down there for me at least. Uh, who else in this I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of dudes that kind of – I mean – T10 is not out of the question. Graham McDowell talked about how he loves this course, fits his eye really well. Another Lynx player of Northern Ireland. Tommy the Hedgehog Lewis. Again, that's just <laughs> a shout-out to his insane DraftKings picture. Uh, but Tom Lewis, guy that, you know, mediocre, very mediocre, did lurk uh, at the correlated course FedEx Championship back in the day where Berger won twice. TPC Southwind last year he was lurking uh, in the WGC, Windy Short Bermuda. Uh, and in fact, you know who actually won that the last year? And you, I don't know if you're ready to dip this low. Sicko special warning, Jim, not the Harmonator, the Herminator. 6,300, <laughs> 6, again, won that freaking TPC Southwind, short Bermuda track guy. I know he's got Trump ties, whatever. He used to be his pro and down in Doral. Uh, Jim Herman, just please keep a very close eye on this guy. Loves, loves, loves short Bermuda courses. And actually, his three wins, shout out to Ben Coley for this one, have all come during, before, or the week after a major. So just keep that in mind with Jim Herman, 6,300. Can't uh, be a coincidence yeah. if it happens three times. Yeah. I, I would say not. Super low on the board, which, I mean, obviously he would be, but I kind of saw his name being thrown around over the last couple of weeks. Hudson Swafford. Mm. He had a 33 two years ago here and, you know, one on two the year before that. But I don't know. He used to play him. Or uh, I used to pepper him pretty frequently in my early days of DraftKings uh, when he used to get confused with Harris English. But, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Swafford, yeah, you, you tend to see him lurking, like, on those rogue golf tournaments in the DR or uh, Corrales, like, whatever, those those Mayakoba even, Coastal Courses, one at the P Diamex uh, a few years back. So, yeah, Swafford could be considered. He could lurk. Speaking I don't think of Harris English, we, haven't really, we didn't really touch on him much. Yeah. Well, you know, we, two we, back-to-back yeah. T30 and top 30s. Georgia Bulldog, again, here we go again, short Bermuda guy. But, I mean, he's up to 22nd in the world, Harris English. Yeah. So, I mean, a guy we used to joke around about, but this dude is a serious player right now. Yeah, 35-1, to 1, I think he has a legit shot to take this. Yeah, he won a Kapalua to start of the season. I mean, uh, I, I like Harris quite a bit. I know he's kind of a little bit up higher. Uh, Struck the ball really well at the Masters, too. Yeah. Yeah, all these all these Georgia Bulldogs guys. Uh, actually, Swafford was too. So Swafford, Harris English, just off the top of my head, Chris Kirk, Brian Harmon, Kisner. PGA breeding ground. Uh, oh, my God, there's so many of them. And I don't think this guy was a Georgia dog, but he's Kiz's best friend. And Scotty Brown, 6,000. Absolute bare minimum. Oh, we're getting wild right Only now. if you want to wear a straight jacket on Thursday afternoon. Uh, Scotty Brown, though, just be careful with him. Actually, nah, completely forget about that. Other, other shit. <laughs> Other shit can't even look at his form. Uh, eh, they have a 38th recently. I mean, I've seen worse. You'll probably get a little ownership on Luke Donald right underneath him based on his prior track record here. 
but again, can't even look at his current form without wearing UV glasses because it's fucking disgusting. Uh, I don't know. I can't really dip any lower than this. Any lower than this will be in the 5,000s, which isn't even on the board. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, don't know. The KJ Choi's of the world, the Michael Kim's of the world, like ah. Kadira though, the Japanese narrative guy that won here two years ago. Uh, consider it, consider it. Scott Piercy actually, one more guy I wanted to mention, sixty three hundred has a couple of top tens here back in the day. Uh, again, grotesque form of late, but still, some of these guys, Bermuda Benji Martin, sixty four hundred. I mean, there's worse guys to be played. Local guy. Actually, thirteenth and thirty sixth last two starts. Benji Martin, South Carolina boy. Interesting. All right, so yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> Before we get too fucking wild, hold, yeah. hold your nose and pick some of these local Georgia, South Carolina boys, and hope for the best. I think that's how you get contrarian. They'll probably all be less than five percent. Bryce Garnett. Need to get a, a line on the Bulldog winner. Uh, oh, yeah, top that Georgia was a, Bulldog. Oh my god! That would oh be a my god! Sick. Time out! Time out! Oh, hammer's coming back out! <laughs> Holy shit! Who did you just see, boys? You know my my relationship with my family members in the golf community is tenuous to say the least. Uh, some days they're in the family, other days they're up for adoption. This boy was put out the pasture. We thought he was missing a limb on the battlefield. We thought we'd never see him again. But then he poked his head in at Valero for a nice eleventh place finish. Dun dun dun! The General Patton Kazire, sixty five hundred. Oh, yeah. Are Whoa. you fucking kidding me? Uh, yeah, General Whoa. General Patton. I'm telling you, just give him one more chance, yo. One more, one more one chance. More. I feel like that's insanely undervalued. Insane for a short Bermuda guy. He's got to be at like you know seventy three to seventy eight in that range. Another dog, yo. I, He's a thousand dollars undervalued. Yeah, I, I would expect I'm getting, that. Another I'm Monday misplaced over here. Looking at this, sixty five hundred. I should have put him in. I just he was he really killed me the the other week again. Another guy missed the cut on the number. These these some of these guys are just missing, and I know that's full DGen talk, but still, again, we're we're some of these guys. We're just trying to pick one or two low on guys. Camilo Villegas right there. Some of these guys have lurked though recently, so don't be shocked when you see it happen. I mean, Anaban Lahiri only if you're truly sick, but a Pan Kazire sixty five hundred. Georgia dog coming off an eleventh place finish. I mean, what more do you want? Uh, I mean, he's joined the he's joined the family this week. It's going to be a rekindling, dude. We're going to have to hit Home like Depot because we went yeah, through a serious seriously. box of nails today with I, this hammer. I'm actually curious now that you brought it up before Liam. Like, what? Like, if there's a prop, there could be a prop. Like, if, if someone could just make a prop for Georgia Bulldog line, there might I mean, be one. That would be Georgia fucking dog. There's at least a dozen Georgia dogs in this field. I mean, when we're betting legally Sepp and Straka. responsibly, when we drive over to New Jersey and use DraftKings and FanDuel before it comes into this uh, New York here, very soon. You know, we got to check if they have it. Yeah, no, seriously. We can't advocate that, but we can't advocate having a good week this week. We'll take one more quick break, and then we will give you our final bets. All right, so if you tuned in today, it's safe to say you love golf and the apparel that goes along with it. But what about corporate apparel for your actual day job? We've got it. Rugged outerwear for your teams working out in the trenches? We've got that too. With brands ranging from the North Face to Carhartt, we've got it all. Just send over your company's logo, and we'll render a design for you, free of charge. Just mention the podcast. Whether it be button-downs, slacks, beanies, or construction gear, we have the best selection of business apparel, all made in-house right here in New York. Tell them the chief sent you, and we'll give you 15% off your first custom order over $100. Check it all out at blatantbusinessapparel.com or give us a call, 516-586-8162, and we'll hook you up. blatantbusinessapparel.com. 
All right, so before we actually dive into the betting segment, we did open up a little Q&A on Instagram. So uh, keep an eye out for that and on Twitter. Feel free to message us your favorite things you want to hear this week, and we'll try to read through a few towards the end of the show. So, Legs, why don't you give us uh, some of the top questions we got this week? Got a couple good ones. All right, I got a couple here for you. Uh, This one comes out from uh, Shane Brennan. Uh, You're playing Augusta. Every beer you drink takes a stroke off your final score. Pros and cons, what's your final score? 18 holes. What do you got for us, Chief? Well, read me that rules again. Well, I mean, so so you're playing Augusta. Okay. You drink uh, every beer you drink takes a stroke off. Okay. Pros and cons of how many beers you drink and 18 holes. What's your final score? Uh, I was not a math major, but just the opportunity to play nine with Shane at any course with beers in the cart is a good enough opportunity for me. Uh, I don't know. I probably shoot about a 67 somewhere in that range. Yeah, I mean, playing Augusta, uh, 67 on 9? Because <laughs> I, th- I think we're talking about uh, 18, 18, 18. Uh I think yeah. the idea of this is to, you either take two approaches. One where you're, you know, slowly drinking through the day, making sure your shot's still going, trying to take a couple strokes off here and there. Or you play 15 holes, and you drink as many possible beers as you can in the last three holes. Yeah, I mean, listen, you take a 12-rack at the back of the cart, and you're just shotgunning beers left and right. You're going to lose some strokes. I think I'm coming into... 18 about you know 105 to 110 um you know driver five iron to like six inches and i'm just drinking beers the rest of the day pretty much yeah taking them down till i pass yeah. out and then putting it in <laughs> i'm hoping i'm hoping to save 100 basically that's what that's what the goal would be out yeah i think that sounds about right all right so we just wrap that one up we'll go to the next question this one comes out from noah whitehouse uh how many majors will willie z have by the end of his career Wow, good question, though. Um, kind of too early to tell, but just based on what we saw at the Masters, assuming no injuries and anything else like that, uh, I think Willie will probably have at least one green jacket, and he'll probably have a PGA, too. So I'll say two majors for Willie Z. Liam? Two majors. I'm going I'm to say may- maybe a major. I'm going to say, you know, three to six or seven PGA Tour wins. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that that route where he's gonna definitely have an uh, abundance. I think he's a little overhyped right now. Yeah, I mean he's still early in his career. I th- I think definitely he's gonna have a bunch of uh, tour wins, but I think I'll give him the one major for sure. I I would like to see him in a green jacket next year. We'll see. Next year. Whew. Yeah. Um, Sander time. Ron better have another kid if that's gonna happen. Yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, and our last question. This one comes out from our boy Era. Romeo. Romeo the caddy on Twitter. Ah. Uh, there's a lot of talk about the overseeded Bermuda greens at Harbortown. So which players does this benefit the most? We kind of ran through a little bit, but give me your top two. Well, I'm sure he wants me to say Danny McCarthy as one of them. Uh, yeah, I would say that's pretty accurate. I like Matthew Fitzpatrick also on these greens. I wish he would take the flag stick out, but that's a separate story. Uh, let's see. Look at Don't forget Andrew about Putnam. the Bez. Andrew Putnam is another guy I would like to look at. Uh, the Bez could certainly be there. Um, Adam Hadwin, another guy we didn't really talk about, but an RBC guy that's had a little success in the past year. Uh, and Mac Hughes on pretty much any green. Those that would be those would be my top putters in, in that category. Liam? I, I think Chief pretty much hit that on the head. You know, I just add the Bez because we're hammering the Bez this week. <laughs> and of course. You know, I'm just going to add Siwoo in there just because he was putting with the three-wood and he was still making putts. So. <laughs> I mean, he might have putted better with the three-wood. Yeah, I mean, should have kept I don't, it out. I don't care. As long as he's making putts, that's all that matters to me. For sure. All right, so let's run through some bets now. Uh, Liam, why don't you start us off? Yeah, I just got a couple outrights for us this week. You know, long shot, we're going to go with Christian Bez at 55-1. to You know, I thought his odds would be more like 75-1, to but it looks like 
it's leaning, you know, it's trending upwards a little bit in, you know, this course's direction for him. Then number two, we're going to go with Russell Henley at 50 to 1. We're going to work our way down the board a little bit here. Number three, we're going Harris English, 35 to 1. And last but not least, we're going Danny B at 20 to 1. Yeah, I like that. Four outrides like right that. there. Yeah, I like that. All in the 20 to 55 to 1 range. Yeah, for no sure. No big favorites. Uh, I mean, I got a couple here. I'm definitely going to throw Webatron out there, eight, uh, 8.5 to 1. Uh, I like also like his T5 plus 225. That's I think that, you know. Defend it, baby. Defend it, and I think he'll just lurk in the top 10 of the leaderboard the whole four days. Uh, I'm going to go Willie Z, 22 to 1. I like that. Uh, I also like his T5 plus 500. I think that, you know, he's going to lurk again. I think after this weekend, though, you'll see the depletion of his game, and, you know, his he'll start trending downward. I just think he's too hot right now, and, He's too calm being hot right now to not have a good weekend. And my last one, you know, I got to throw the profit out there. Abraham answer 30 to 1 outright and a T5 at plus 650. Why not? Why not? I like it. Uh, yeah, on top of the board, the top four guys, I would say, eh, we'll, we'll throw five. So we like the profit answer. We like the Harmonator. I like Danny B. And I like the Kiz. Also like Matthew Fitzpatrick to lurk around a little bit. Uh, and then down the board, I don't know. I got a lot of guys in this, you know, the bottom tier range, 100 or so plus to one. But really, my top two guys, I think, are Matthew Neesmith and General Patton Kazire with one sicko special mentioned on Monday Miss Prices that we didn't get to. Guy used to be out of the family, just bringing him back in. Chesson the String Bean Hadley. Watch out for Mr. Hadley for a little bit of T20 lurkage this week if we're lucky. Fair enough. I actually also should mention, because I did hammer him, the big man, Russell Henley, mm. 50 to 1. Sprinkle it on there. See what he could do. Sprinkle Throw a few jimmies on there. Absolutely. Throw a, nice a couple Sunday. jimmies on there. Ice cream and also Sunday, the day. Of course. Uh, <laughs> Listen, guys, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Blatant Golf. Subscribe, download, five-star rating, Apple and Spotify would be greatly appreciated. Got some sick new merch up, Travis Matthew. We got some other gear on BlatantGolf.com. Please make sure to check it out. Uh, it's going to be a wild week. I'm excited for this at Harbor Town. I think we're in for quite a treat on the coast of South Carolina. And let's remember, as great Uncle Harvey taught us, take dead aim and BOL to all. Good luck this week, guys. Thank you.